Welcome back, episode two, Uneducated Sports, Long Time Between Drinks, here with uh, my good mate Adam. How you going, mate? Going well, Benny. It's uh, good to be back. Good to see we uh, couldn't organize a route in a brothel if we ran it. (laughs) Couldn't agree more. Absolutely hopeless, the two of us. Maybe on our own we might be all right, but the two of us together, hopeless. No, no deal, mate. (laughs) No deal at all. All right, we're going to try and shorten things a little bit today, just to make it a bit easier to follow. Do a couple of talking points, into some footy tips, talk about how horrible we are with the NFL draft, but into a multi, and then a bit of a dad joke to finish off. I've heard so, big uh, raps about this dad joke. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good, mate. It'd be, I'd, I'd be waiting around for it if I was anyone, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's all our listeners gone. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Nah, I mean, mum will still listen. Don't worry. Ah, that's the main thing. That's the main thing. Is that the one listener from last week? Okay. Nah, Makes that was sense. Keisha who listened to the first 30 seconds and said, you sound like an idiot. But anyway. Oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, that hurt. Um, all right. You want to kick us off with your first t- talking point here? Yeah, mate. Um, uh, look, you know, I was there on Anzac Day. And as a I figured you would be. Bomber fan, I was... Uh, very nervous going into the day, and then we played pretty good until the end of the third quarter. And I thought, Mel, there's there's maybe a, a chance here. And then, mate, Pies just know how to win. They just shut down the game. They took every clearance. I think Bombers had three or four forward uh, fifty entries for the fourth quarter. And did and they the even touch the footy? Is the real question. Well, look, there was th- there was three missed shots in the fourth quarter that I I could talk through <laughs> step by step almost, um, uh, but yeah, no, unfortunately, the pies got up. So yeah, I guess the first, you know, they just keep winning. Um, you know, in my opinion, they are the form team. Um, you know, their third quarter was was average at best. They were pretty sloppy, but when it counted, you know, in the premiership quarter, they they stood tall and you know their gun players, Dacos, Pendlebury, side bottom, etc., really took it upon themselves to win the game. So it was very frustrating to be at, but uh, I, I, I struggle to see many teams beating them. Yeah, I agree. The interesting thing is that they're missing a bunch of players as well. They've got no tall players left. They've no Ruckman, no backup mm-hmm. Ruckman. Mm-hmm. They're just running around with old Billy Frampton who couldn't get a game at Adelaide. But they still I must managed say, to I just was, get the job done. <laughs> I was very impressed with Frampton on the weekend, which I hated saying, but he's good. <laughs> He, Ter- terrible head on the bloke, though. Oh, yeah, but you know, that's why we're doing a podcast, right? So <laughs> Exactly right. You wouldn't want to see these heads, I tell you what. <laughs> Not at all. But, yeah, he was impressive. But so, um, I, you know, everyone was talking about the lack of height, but I, I think they did quite well without him. So. I, I think the lack of height really doesn't worry them sort of because of the way they play. They're yeah, not really they a kick-it-to-a-contest-type team. They're no. like... They just manage to find open players everywhere, and they always and have, they outrun you. They always have time as well. Anytime yeah. they get the ball, it's just like they're they're meters away from everyone. Which well, they're is sort so of built that system around probably those three players that have all the time in the world in the Dacos brothers and Pendlebury. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. They have all the time in the world, and they just get the ball in their hands and just watch what happens, pretty much. Even when old mate uh, Baldnut, you know. Uh, Side bottom gets the ball. It's, yeah, it's just on a string, simple. you know, just yeah. on a string. And Cruzy, uh, you know, you got to look at their back line led by uh, Darcy Moore. And, you know, it's, it's super strong as well. Like, I mean, not that Essen has a great forward line at the moment, but, <laughs> you know, penetrating that is, is super hard. Yeah, couldn't agree. I mean, it probably should have left Kyle Langford at full forward. That might have made a difference. 
Well, you know, over that, put him at full forward, kicks five, and he hasn't been back there since. <laughs> yeah, that's it exactly. Yeah, let's put the package down there. He kicks one big torp in a, in a game, and then you know everyone. Yeah, it was thinks a pretty impressive torp, though. Let's be oh, honest, mate. It's, it's so far, it's you know torpedo of the season. So yeah, <laughs> goal of the year, surely. It's got to be close. <laughs> but, but hey, didn't win him anything on Anzac Day, so he can put that back yeah, in the well, bag. Of no, I'd, I'd still be pretty happy if I was a Bombers man with the performance mm. on Anzac Day, because I thought you were absolutely no chance of going anywhere near the pies. I, I thought we were going to get pantsed, um, but to really stick it to them for three quarters was impressive. But I think also the way we started against them in the first quarter, you know, really got good momentum. Uh, you know, we were hitting targets. And, you know, I think that hole that merit not being there due to the suspension, that definitely took a toll. And, you know, I go, well, what are we going to be like when he's back? And I think, you know, him back, you know, we, we still just miss that forward. We just don't have that go-to forward, um, you know, that takes the number one defender, even as a decoy type thing. Well, that might be a big Peter Wright who hasn't played a game so far this year. He'd be yeah, very and they reckon right he's, now. Yeah, I reckon he's not back till halfway through the year with his injury. So he would yeah. be the full the full forward 100%. Hmm. Well, that would also improve your other tall forwards because they won't be playing on the number one at all anymore. So you look at yeah, you look at like a Harrison Jones, etc., and you know suddenly he's getting the number two, number three, number four string defender, and he's got some chances. Big difference, I think. Be very, very handy big. when he gets back. Mm-hmm. Speaking of injuries, though, uh, what about the Swans? I mean, obviously pretty tough for them last week. They were missing all of their key defenders, essentially. But I don't think that was the issue when they lost to Geelong because, as I heard on the radio yesterday, they barely want to send a clearance. Mm-hmm. So are they just using it as an excuse, even internally? Or is there a bigger issue? What do you think? You look at the players they are missing and they're good, decent players. And I think, you know, the way that Sydney's set up, it's really a almost like a chemistry for them. And once there's, you know, one or two holes, it, it certainly creates an issue. Um, you know, even someone like, you know, Dane Rampey, who is, you know, quite critical to the team there, um, you know, that's definitely, um, you know, a tough one. But I... I mean, against Geelong, can you blame injuries for losing? I mean, Geelong are a good outfit, and they yes, they're not firing this year. But I mean, geez, I don't think be... it was just the losing though. They got pantsed. They didn't yeah. even look; they were a chance. No, I agree, and I think that's you know you can't blame injuries on that. Surely, I mean, no, look, sure if it was not. if it wasn't Geelong and it was maybe a I don't know a Hawthorne or or an Adelaide or something like that, I'd go okay. Maybe injuries was the difference, but. You know, Geelong, uh, you know, if they want to turn it on, which they obviously did, um, you know, they can turn it on when they need to. Mm. I do think the only respite I suppose I'd give them in that game was at stages I did see Callum Mills lining up on uh, the big Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably about a 35 kilo weight difference, which doesn't help. But also <laughs> I think the bigger bit. problem is he's probably their best player. I mean, yes. I'd take Papley over him, but he's their best midfielder. Mm-hmm. You're moving mm-hmm. to play him at full back. Yeah. The midfield's cooked. <laughs> Yeah, that's it exactly. Uh, you know, having a quick look here, you know, Geelong had 80 more disposals for the game. So, you know, that's not exactly super one-sided. Obviously, it's a lot closer normally. But, um, you know, as you said, with the the centre, you know, the clearances and that, that's, you know, definitely where it is. Um, you know, you know, stoppages, it, it, you know, Sydney actually won at the stoppages hitouts. So, yeah, who knows what really went wrong? Is it more yeah, of a We know maybe? sort of the way the game goes now. If you win the centre clearances, it puts a hell of a lot of pressure. On oh, the other team's defense. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So it's uh, yeah, it's a big one, that's for sure. 
couldn't agree more. Let's uh, move on to the Saints now, who I'll, I'll say they've definitely surprised me at the very least to start the year. Agreed. Not a great team. Looks like a fantastic system at this stage. Do we think it's going to hold up all year or are they going to fall away? I'm not really sure which way they're going to go from here. I am a fan of St Kilda doing well at the moment and I think it's uh I think they're going to stick at it for a while you know if you look at the teams they've beaten that they're not you know a lot of uh, you know real solid top 4 contenders I think the win against the blues is probably their best win this season arguably um you know they when I saw them play the bombers they did play very you know electric football that's for sure I think they've got a ton of pace that they didn't have last year um, but, you know, it's what, what have they got now? They've got Port into North into Adelaide. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can talk about it in the footy tips, but there's every chance they win three more in a row there. Um, so it'll be interesting. But I, I think I think they're the real deal for now. I, I don't think they're going premiership. You know, I'll, I'd definitely be keeping the lid on that one if it was me. But I think they, sh- they should definitely be top four or maybe top six. I could see them join, but probably top four. Mm. See, my issue with them is they've copied sort of that similar sort of style to the Pies, mm-hmm. but they don't quite have the same ball users. Yeah. And obviously they've got an absolute superstar off halfback who's moved into their midfield at times now in Jack Sinclair. And then you've got the off and on Brad Hill, but outside of that, I mean, I don't really sort of see where the elite foot skills are going to come from. And I just feel but- that if they've really got a ton of pressure on, it's I don't know if they can hold up to it. Yeah, look, I, I think that's fair. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, you know Seb Ross and, and Battle. I think they're very good users of the ball. Well, let's not you talk know. about Battle. He got absolutely pantsed on the weekend. He, I, and I that's why I was about to hesitate to say it because it's his one I would say bad game this year. I wouldn't have called it a bad game. He might as well not turned up. <laughs> and yep. if Charlie Kern had his kicking boots on, it was game over. Uh, it's a big if, but you know, I mean, he's not, a not, forward, I don't, he gets paid I don't for mean, it. I don't mean the Blues would have won. I mean, like Josh Battle might as well just uh, roll down to the twos for the rest of the year. That's how bad it would have been. <laughs> I love that. That is, that is, yeah. I can't really argue with that. So, but look, I think there's definitely some skill there for me. Yeah, they're the real deal, and I think we'll definitely be seeing them uh, deep in September, personally. And you, I don't you know, know about deep. I mean. <laughs> We'll we'll wait and see, mate. I mean, Uh, I guess, you know, probably the one big question, Mark, a lot of people would have is how do they go at the MCG? I mean, you know, under Marvel where there's no wind, it's it's very easy. I feel like that that ground very much suited their game style on the weekend as well Mm because obviously quick ball movement, but it's also a perfect place to sort of confine space and sort of force teams into a small area where you get them on a bigger deck. I mean, are they going to be able to shut down as well as they did in that second half on the weekend? I'm not sure. No, and and I, I was about to say, I think had that game have been at the G, I would say 70% chance a different outcome. Mm. Agreed. So. All right, let's, let's move on to just our tips. And I think we can have a talking point on the first tip that I have, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> Interesting, this one. Yeah, I mean, I kind of set myself up for it with that last sort of talking point, didn't I? Very much so. <laughs> uh, so Are you really going to tip Port to beat St yes, Kilda? Yes, 100%. I'm going to tip Port to beat St Kilda. Wow. I'm guessing you're going with the Saints. Oh, I'm, I'm back in the Saints team, mate. We just talked about 
them at Marvel and, you yeah. know, being able to play a lot better there. Uh, I just, I don't know what Port can offer to win this game. You reckon? I've that, got a lot of me. things that Port can offer. They've got a big bloke up forward named Charlie Dixon who's back this week. More hot and Very cold than dynamic Kane midfield matched with some very big inside midfielders. I just think the team balance at Port Adelaide is a lot better than what it is at St Kilda. I think That's a huge call. I love it. Uh, I think I discussed this last time as, as well. Port Adelaide in round one, they were the team of the round for me. And if yes. they play anywhere near that, the Saints won't even be able to touch them. Well, look, that was, what, six rounds ago, so good luck to them well, finding that been, form. They've, yeah, they've been a bit up and down, but I'll back them in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll go Saints, you'll go Port. Let's uh, yep. see how we go with that one. Yeah, Next game's over at uh, Gabba at, uh, just after lunchtime, 1.45 on Saturday, and we've got Brizzy taking on the Dockers. I'm uh, I'm going Brisbane, and unless you've got this uh, craziness still going, no, I think no, you're definitely, go you can't well. go against Brisbane at the Gabba, mate. There's that's a fortress, the half fortress it is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, and then we, we've got the, uh, the 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 New South Wales Sydney Derby Battle of the Bridge. Yeah, Battle of the Bridge. That's it. <laughs> Uh, Swannies and uh, GWS 210 SCG. Uh, I'm certainly not going to pick Giants. I'm definitely backing Sydney in here. Oh, I think this is more of a 50-50 call than what you think. I mean, going with the Swans as well, but I think people may be surprised about that game. I'm still thinking five goals. Sydney wins yeah, five. Uh, all right. I'll hold but, you to that. That's, yeah, hey, happy to. I'll, I'll hold you to port. <laughs> You hold me to Sydney by five goals. Yep, we'll see who's fair. closer. Very, very fair. <laughs> uh, right, the next game, uh, 4.30. That's a bit of a graveyard shift, that one, isn't yeah, it, on it's... a Saturday? Like, that's just the game no one wants, So, in yeah, my opinion. Much. So, yeah, we've got doggies taking on horse. It looks like the game no one wants to watch anyway. What do you reckon? Less than 10,000 at the game? Uh, nah, they'll get 13 and a half. <laughs> there was more than that at the uh, rugby on the weekend, mate. So we'll see how that Hey, the rugby goes. puts on a good show these days, so don't knock it. Well, look, no, no knocking it, mate. I was at the uh, the Anzac Day for Storm and Warriors, and they put well, on a hell a of a show. a big day then, obviously. Did the dirty double. Yeah, it was oh, great. Had one win, one loss for the day. So, you know, yeah. here's what it is. But... Can't win them all, can we? No, that's it. And I got reminded of that by the uh, PSO as I got off the train. She said, oh, one win, one loss for you. I was like, oh, thanks. No. Enjoy your thanks, job. Mate. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Anyway, I digress. Uh, yeah, I'm picking doggies. I assume yeah. you're the same here. Yeah, can't disagree with that one there. Nah, nice, nice. Oh, some very um, straightforward games coming up here. Well, that's what I'm thinking. You know, Saturday night at the G, Melbourne and North Melbourne. I don't think anyone will be picking North Melbourne here personally. No, couldn't agree more. No. Awesome. Good chance for uh, the likes of uh, Clary and Petrarca and that to get 40 plus here, I would say. Yeah, so, hopefully um, big uh, Clayton Oliver has more than the seven metres gained that he had against Will Setterfield in the Essendon game. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for Centerfield to shut down any player like that. But, yes, in this game, you'd hope he certainly destroys them. It'll be interesting to see how someone like the Sheasel goes against a real top-notch team as well. So yeah, I'd be tipping big uh, Clayton Oliver for the three votes in that one comfortably, though. Yeah, agreed. Unless, unless, you know what, Fritz could come through and kick six. Yeah, potentially, but it'll be from six kicks. <laughs> from Clary, you're calling. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, and then the next game, 7.30, all the way over in the west, we've got the Eagles taking on your boys, 
Carl? No, now, I think that's a pretty straightforward one for us. I'm now. not disagreeing. I would not start you on that one. <laughs> especially, especially with the uh, the reinforcements we've had come back in this week. What, what are your ins this week? I'm not they a got Big Adam person. Sard's back and Sam Doherty. The two ah, yes. brought in oh. Brody Kemp as well, but. I mean, okay, Doc's back. I didn't realise he was this week. I mean, that's you know, he wasn't meant real... to be, so a bit of a surprise. He's definitely the general down back, and you know, oh, really I think it adds... changes our midfield a bit too because he's similar to what the Saints did with Sinclair in the second half. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah, a little correct. bit more class and a little bit more skill in the midfield. So I think that'll change us completely this week. I think that's a that's a huge in, and I mean, the speed of Saad, as I know firsthand by being an Essendon supporter, broke my heart yep, when he left. Too. But uh, <laughs> no, I think that's <laughs> yeah, stiff. Yeah, you love it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a great in. That's a great in, mate. So, and then we got uh, Sunday kicking off uh, at the G one ten Essendon hosting Geelong. This is a fifty fifty call for me. If this was getting played down in Geelong, Cats oh, by no 100. Yep. 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 But I still think the Cats get it done, but it's going to be, as I said, 50-50 game. I reckon they might only get up by two or three goals. I'm definitely tipping with my head here, and I do think Cats will just pip us. But um, I, I still yeah, like I, your chances. Oh, I do like my chance. Uh, I wouldn't chances be surprised if you knocked them off, to be honest. I just I worry who's going to shut down Tomahawk. Yeah, that's that's a valid point. You don't really have any no big one. guys down there. And then even if you do, you know, let's say Ridley plays amazing on him, then you've got the rest of the forwards. What's our number two defender? Laverde. Like, yeah. you know, what and a gun. you got big Jezza Cameron. He'll probably kick he, 11. Mate, so it's, it's one or the other. 50,000 disposals. <laughs> Tell you what, we should get on that. Between Cameron and Hawkins to kick 10 between them. That would be paying a bit of money. Yeah, That's I reckon it would one. too. That that wouldn't be a bad little we might side. Have, we bet. might have to look into that after this episode, and then uh, might have to add, might have to add in some value plays at the end of this. Ugh, some value plays. Now that's what yeah. I like—a value pick of the round. Oh, Giving you good. my value play earlier, I'll happily share that one at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Please share that one. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next game over at Marvel, we got the Tigers taking on the Suns. Oh, I think this is very straightforward. I think the Tigers will pants the Suns. I think the Suns play horribly away from home. Mm-hmm. Both teams having poor weeks last week. Uh, Richmond definitely gets it done. Richmond will definitely bounce back, that's for sure. Yeah, and then wrapping it up, uh, over in South Australia, we've got Adelaide hosting Collingwood. For me, I, I, I can't see Adelaide beating Collingwood. I think Collingwood have got a lot of momentum here. Yes, Adelaide, you know, big home ground advantage, but, man, pies are all class, as we were chatting about before. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the Pies definitely get the job done there. I think the Crows are probably coming up pretty strong early, but mm-hmm. Pies are pretty happy to come back late, so I, I can't see them getting done. No, a lot of uh, a lot of agreement there. One or two disagreements on the tips, but we will uh, we'll hopefully have a weekly <laughs> episode next week to recap on these. If not, <laughs> yeah, we'll we just could talk about go. how bad we were or how how insightful I was. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> just one of us. <laughs> I love it, mate. Well, that's that's the that's the AFL, the local footy. But uh, I think uh, you're pretty keen to turn your attention over to the, uh, the the northern American states, aren't you? Oh, definitely am. Because obviously, big day tomorrow. Well, big couple of days coming up over there. Uh, big first round up tomorrow. Be a few interesting talking points about that one, especially surrounding the uh, quarterbacks that could be taken in. Potentially the first four or five picks. So we all... we have got a big class of quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I mean they're not necessarily the best class of quarterbacks, but I'd say they're definitely an interesting class. 
Yep, that's why I said big class, not best class. But uh, yeah, well I think I think yeah, I think there's it is interesting if you're looking at the teams that have got that you know, especially the top ten picks and who you know what you know Chicago giving it over to Carolina for example for pick one. There's there has to be a lot of quarterbacks going early here, but you know they are talking a lot about the the cornerbacks in in this draft. You know John Harbour has come out and said he expects ten to go in the first two rounds. Cool. So. You know, obviously he I've, could be I've underselling things. I've got one. I've things. got my eye on that I'm a big fan of. Oh, okay. give it to us early. Who is it? Yeah. Big Christian Gonzalez. Gonzalez, uh, Oregon boy. Yeah, he's six foot two and he's quick. Yeah, and which, which they all are. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, they're not. There's a lot of. I get what you guys, mean. Though. He well, he's quicker than most. We'll put mm. it that way. I just mm. think the sort of that size, that length, and that speed just really sort of batters up well with the NFL game. I think whoever's, I mean, this is something I'll have to add in later, but whoever gets him, I think he's going to get a very, very good player. Yep. I could not agree more on that one, mate. I think he's definitely a standout. Um, you know, probably the other one is, uh, you know, potentially a relationship to Reese, uh, but Devin Witherspoon over from Illinois, definitely a standout for me from the quick mini kind of highlights I've yeah. seen of him play. So Not quite you know, the same sort of length and size. No. As- no, yeah, that's, but you know, I think that's why a, I'd have him just below. But yeah, no, to, totally also. agree. I think good yeah. chance they both go top ten, though. Yeah, well, I don't know if they'll both go top ten. I think definitely one will, and then I think one will just get outside. Yeah, so like the the high tens, kind of eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, top so 10. yeah, I think one will go somewhere between five and nine, and then the next one will go somewhere between sort of ten and thirteen. Yeah, yep. thought. I, Dep- I think depending and, on players that are taken earlier, you know team needs and whatnot obviously yeah and look you know i think there's uh there's every chance there's gonna be a lot of trading these picks as well um you know trading up and down type things so um you know i think you know we'll definitely turn our attention now to you know our guys the uh the raiders who as as we all know good guys we could run a better front office there so um yeah of course we could we'll keep rallying until we get hurt and, and get those positions but yeah pick seven um, you know, is, is there is there any chance for trading up for a, a higher pick? And if so, why? Um, I, I don't know who would really trade for, to let us go a bit higher. Um, and I guess, you know, the second part to that question is, are we going QB or are we going to potentially pull pull a, a shifty and get a... Yeah, are we going after a cornerback or something? Who knows? Mm, that's right. I, I mean, I think we might have missed the boat on trading up. I agree. The old uh, pick one to trade, like trading up for pick one because the Bears were ov- very obviously not taking a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm also glad that we didn't because there was a big haul they gave up the Panthers to get up there. Oh, yes. The thing now is, I mean, the Texans aren't going to give up their pick because they're already taking the second quarterback off the board. Yes. Obviously. Yep. Like, yep. I, think, I think the first two picks are going to be quarterbacks. Yes. So I, then I you're looking at no matter where you trade up, you're taking the third best or the fourth best quarterback. Mm-hmm. What is the point of potentially giving up an extra first round pick or at the very yeah. least as two seconds? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't think any team would accept a first and two seconds, but if no, it happen, I, I don't think so either. That's a lot of capital to give up to take the third best quarterback off the board. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and you know, you look at it and, uh, you know, you got Arizona pick uh, three, but you've obviously got, you know, Kyle Murray type thing, and then um, who who are the Colts running the around? Colts. Who are they running uh, around at the moment? Good question. 
that sound? I know that they were running with Carson Wentz at one stage, but he's gone. Yeah, he's he's oh, gone. Oh, Matt Ryan, that's right. That's right. So, I mean, yeah. Matty he's Ice. Not he's, he's not cooked. going anywhere. He's not yeah. going. Yeah, but he's not going anywhere either, so. I, I wouldn't put it past him to take quarterback at four. Really? Yes, wow. not at all. Is there a I chance mean, that then, Seattle takes a quarterback? I don't think so after signing Geno to a pretty sizable extension. Yeah, I think they're pretty right. happy to stick with him for the time being. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, I agree with that. I think, yeah, definitely no benefit for us. And then obviously Lions have got Goffey um, sitting there, so there he's not going anywhere. Correct. So there's there's a chance. I mean, a decent quarterback slides through to seven anyway. So, so what, I think I think point, the only why would you trade up? Exactly. Yeah, I mean the only way you trade up is if you look at like a, a Will Anderson, an edge, just an absolute mm-hmm. star edge rusher, mm-hmm. and he's probably the uh, most rounded player in the draft and the most bust-proof player in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yep, I would but agree. the thing that I would disagree with for us to do that is we're paying Chandler Jones all this damn money. So why, I mean, he's what are we going to do? Sit him on the bench? <laughs> no one's going to trade for that. Sort of, we'd have to pay him out and then we'd take a huge salary cap hit. Yeah, no. Not so I just, I can't see us doing that either. So I, I think... The only two options are to sit where we are, probably take a corner, unless mm-hmm. the, the quarterback we like falls to us. Whether that be a, I don't think CJ Stroud or um, what's it, Bryce, Bryce Young, Young is going to fall to us at all. No, but if we prefer to Richardson or a Will Levis and they fell to us, mm. I mean, happy for them to back their judgment in, whether I agree mm. with it or not. But barring that, I think corners probably. As I, as I said to you, like there could be quarters taken between seven and ten. I think we would be the team to take the first corner. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, looking at a couple of uh, mock drafts, you know, they've got, um, you know, Paris Johnson Jr. Um, OT from Ohio State, you know, six six type thing. Yeah, that's a potential that's come up on a couple of um, them. Heavily against us taking offensive line in the first round. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like that. I, I like offensive line in the first round, but we've got a poor history of it. Yes, yeah, and agreed. Um, I'm not sure we've completely cleared the front office of people who would scout offensive linemen. Yeah, this is so. True. I think it would be best to leave that for the time being. I would have rather have signed someone in free agency. Yes, yeah, yeah. 100%. You look at someone like Orlando Brown; he was right there, giving mm-hmm. the money, and we did. Yep. But that's no. what I would have done. I agree. I guess you know you you kind of got to look. You know, oh, I look at it and go. Obviously, old mate Joshy McDaniels has uh, you know picked up Jimmy G. W- would he want to pick a you know a high pick quarterback and almost undermine that big pickup of of Garoppolo as well? Or you know, I guess it comes down to a bit of a you know what does he think? You know, does he want to be perceived as making the right decision and not undermining it by then you know <laughs> drafting high for a quarterback? See, I don't think that undermines Jimmy G. Because the things that I've heard of him out of uh, the 49ers organization is, especially when Brock Purdy took over, he spoke mm-hmm. about how he was such a calming influence for him during games. And mm-hmm. he was like a teacher mm-hmm. for him, helping him play better. Yeah. So I don't think he would take it the wrong way at all. I think Jimmy G would understand his situation. Seems like that sort of guy. He's going to be a starter for 12 months minimum. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then he's there to help that guy. I think, I think he's the perfect guy to get if you want to bring up a good young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, you know my you know my take on uh, the way I like to build teams, and that would yes. be, as we said, take a young quarterback sitting behind because the rookie quarterback contracts are quite a lot cheaper than 
even just a veteran, like you look at what Derek Carr got paid. So yes, yep. I think it's a great option to help you build your defense, but we didn't sort of seem to hit free agency as hard as what I would have liked in the areas I would have liked. There was definitely a lot of, uh, you know, kind of players that it, from what was reported, we didn't really go near. And I was kind of like, hmm, would have been interesting to see the Raiders, you know, just go after them. But again, maybe maybe we don't know that. Yeah, maybe. That's that's the thing. Um, but speaking of the free agency, I mean, we picked up two very, very average tight ends. <laughs> yes. <Never> been, yes. <laughs> not a fan, are you? <laughs> no, not at all. So this is the big thing for me is if we do not take Sam Laporta on day two, I'm going to be filthy. <laughs> it could be a very the, angry uh, podcast next time. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could be. It could be. I mean, as I'm, I'm quite open to the first round. I mean, as much as I'd like probably quarterback or corner with our first pick, unless we trade down, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm – Probably happy whichever way we go there, but day two, if we, he's the one guy I want. Because <laughs> more we than I more mean, than Gonzalez. Uh, what yeah, if Gonzalez? Yeah, how happy definitely would more. you be if Gonzalez landed in our lap in pick seven? And if we, we ended up him. with him, and then we took Sam Laporta on day two, no matter what we do with the rest of the picks, it's a win. Yep, I, and I could, I definitely agree with that. I think uh, they would be two great picks and positions to fill. That's for sure. Yeah, it'd make a huge difference to our team. Like, I mean, look, it's both sides of the ball. We need help both. We need help everywhere. So <laughs> We need honest. a bit of help. But, yeah. you know, if we're picking up these high draft pick, you know, uh, recruits that are meant to be longevity, they're the ones you can build a team around. You know, yes, like we're, we're going up against the likes of Mahomes. And, you know, he's... Yeah, you know, Mahomes built, for at least the next 10 years. Ex- so they've built a team around him. What can we do to counter that? You know, as yeah, an example exactly right. anyway. So, you know, you're not going to go... You're not going to go toe-to-toe with QB. You know, that's, you know by the looks of it, that's not going to happen, which is fine. But what can we do with the other picks? You know, can, you know, these big guys like, you know, Gonzalez, et cetera, can that be the one that really makes the difference and, and leads the team to where it needs to be? That's why I think it should be a big focus of ours on defense for this draft, mostly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I mean, if we don't take the corner in round one, I understand that we might get a QB that we like. Um, but then when we get to day two, I think we really need to start looking at linebackers. Because mm-hmm. our linebacking mm-hmm. core has been worse than poor mm-hmm. for a very yep. long time. Yep, definitely. Especially in the coverage area, especially coming against the very pass-heavy league that it is now. I think we need a lot of help. Yeah, no, 100% agree. I think, you know, a good, you know, if we really focused on that defense for next, uh, this upcoming season and really minimize the amount of points getting scored against us, I think, you know, we everyone would be very, very happy with that. That's for sure. As we spoke about with Derek Carr, never had an offense better than 29th in the league. Yes, correct. Exactly. So I think no matter what quarterback we have, unless we fix the defense, we're cooked. Yeah, no, great. I think it's a big momentum shift. It's, you know, that confidence to know that if, hey, if I get, you know, you know, pick six type thing or, or whatever, you know, straight down and downs, you know, you go, right, well, defense have got my back. You know, we'll be back out yeah. in the park. No I think time. it opens your confidence to throw the deep ball a bit more as well. Yeah. As you said, agreed. you're not worried about getting picked. Yeah. You're happy to throw to Devontae two on one because, I mean, there's, there's a 75% chance he's going to take it with one arm and he's, he's a, 
blindfolded. So yep, yep, that's <laughs> it, mate. Give him all the opportunity we can, and then let the defense do their thing and just go in with confidence. I really yep, like that. I agree, definitely. But, so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few days, and could be a very happy or very angry podcast. Let's <laughs> be honest. No, I think it is. It's uh, you know, I, I probably haven't um really ever paid much attention to the college ball and i definitely can't sit here and say that i've paid more attention but uh, sorry the most attention but it's pretty cool to see you know that next level of players coming through and i'm certainly you know right into the draft this year and keen to see who we pick up and then you know people you know players that you don't know sit there and watch a bit of tape on them and yeah get excited for the upcoming season and you know, hopefully we, you know, that first round pick that we get at number seven, if we don't trade it, um, you know, we can see him out on the park straight away. I think that's pretty exciting from a Raiders point of view. Yep, I agree. Yeah, it'll be very good to see what happens over the next few days. Hopefully, if we get our stuff together, mate, we will uh, recap in a week's time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as we're organized from now on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. <laughs> we will get there eventually. Have faith. Yeah, that's it. Very <laughs> early days. Yeah, that's it, mate. Give us a chance, so... Uh, it's an exciting NFL, mate. Let's um let's see what the draft does over the next couple of days. Uh, we'll be you and I will both be watching it, no doubt. Uh, either that or yeah, you'll be not a lot of work to be getting done tomorrow. Let's be honest. I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say you'd be uh, just on the on the headphones, but yep, no work tomorrow. Sounds yeah, good. no no work. Sitting in the sheds. Hopefully it's raining. <laughs> that's even better, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, that's um we might cover off the NFL there, mate. I think it's uh, a fairly good dive on it. We'll see what comes out of it. We're yeah. going to move on to uh, the multi um, of the of what we're going to do for the round. We did miss our, our first round one, unfortunately. Just, just it was the old uh, swans couldn't get up. I know that was disappointing. That's I think I thought that lost. was a, the lock as well. So so but, did I. <laughs> anyway, what have we got this week? Um, your two picks. You've gone old mate Charlie Cameron of Brisbane to get two goals or more. I'm a big In fan form of forward that at the moment. Can't go against it. I think, especially at the Gabba. Yeah, his motorbike all night. The next one does have me a little bit worried, but you know, Port Adelaide plus nine and a half at the line. Um, it does give me some safety, safe. but <laughs> I don't think the safe. Saints really smash teams anyway. They're more defensive. Yeah, and look, they're probably not going to smash Port Adelaide, so that's what no. gives me, you know, the hope on that one. So that's mate. Fine. The line was twelve and a half, and I was happy to go with twelve and a half. Yeah, well, that's it exactly. I've drifted it to closer to 20 points to make you feel a bit more comfortable. <laughs> I appreciate it, mate. <laughs> um, I've then chucked in uh, Papley for two goals or more. Uh, I think he's as good as Cameron at the moment anyway. Agreed. He's really on fire. Smaller and then I've forward in the comp. Correct. And then I've just gone a little cheeky safe one of uh, Pendle's 20 plus. So Is he going to get I'll- up though? I think he will. Um, yeah. From all reports, Adelaide are going to tag Dacos very heavily. So yep. their coach came out and said that today. I think that frees up um, Pendlebury. And I just don't know who's going to shut him down <clears throat> if, they're fo- if their focus is on Dacos. Well, I think if uh, Dacos gets tagged, they might roll him through the middle a bit more and send Pendlebury to halfback. Okay. And he'll start yep. taking some kick out. That could potentially happen. So yep. I, I think that's a good pick, that one. Nothing wrong with that. So. That uh that comes in at just over five bucks, and then you power play and you get uh five dollars forty six. So, yeah, recommend getting on that one. No guarantees. Um, Gamble responsibly as always. Of course. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, we'll be able to track it and uh and, and get a little win on that one. So fingers crossed. If you want a bit of a value play, as we spoke about, before, here we though, go. Something that I've uh, concocted myself. Well, actually, I've been 
it's been shared with me by a few people. Oh. And they are of the belief that at this stage of the finals, the Lakers cannot be stopped. Wow. Yep. And I'm going to roll that in all the way, and we're going to go with LeBron James for the NBA MVP, finals MVP. What value have we got on that, Benny? I'm just trying to double-check it here, but I can't seem to find it. <laughs> you mentioned around the $30 mark before. It's quite high. Um, oh, I can't seem to find it. I know it's 11, I've got $11 today for the Lakers to win the NBA championship, and LeBron was at $35. Wowee. So, so combine those two, <laughs> and you're looking at something pretty hefty. Yeah, I mean, you can't uh, go wrong with a cheeky fiver on that one, I would have <laughs> No, that's it, mate. That's it. It's a bit well, of a flyer, wait. but... Hey, mate, I mean, if that comes through, you'll you'll be ditching this podcast real quick, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might need a couple more of those, I think. <laughs> no, that's all right. Oh, that's, uh, I love a value, value bet, mate. I don't know much about NBA, but uh, as we said off air, mate, it gives me some interest to actually watch. So. It does. Now you're going to be following along keenly. <laughs> Maybe. I'll, I'll maybe. put a maybe on that one. <laughs> you'll, ju- you'll just read the notes at the end of the final series. Yeah, correct. Exactly. And then we'll just see what happens. <laughs> uh, so, now that um, we might we might wrap it up then, mate. I think that's a, a good yeah, second episode. We'll, we'll, uh, finish off with a nice dad joke. Yeah, give us your dad joke. How dare I cut you this? Off. Sorry, mate. Yeah, how rude of you. Why do seagulls fly over the ocean? I don't know. Why do they? Because if they flew over the bay, they'd be bagels. Come on, it's pretty good. Uh, Yeah, okay. (laughs) Sure. Don't mind it. Not sure, not sure. (laughs) Come on, mate. Yeah. They're dad jokes for a reason. They're the ones the kids get embarrassed about. Yes, true. That's it, mate. And you would be doing a flying job at that. That's for sure. I'm fantastic at it. Don't you worry about it. (laughs) I love it, mate. Love it. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's sign off on that very high note. Leave it there. Uh, well, thanks, Benny. Good to uh, good to catch up and whatnot. And uh, yeah, we'll get this uh, this episode up online hopefully tonight, and uh, everyone can have a listen or one listeners. And yeah, we'll see how thanks, we go. Mom. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, thanks for that, Benny. All right, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate.